Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to Season 2 of Convert Central. In Season 1, we've had the privilege of interviewing 15 converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim regardless of our background, our interests and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys and meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum everyone and welcome back to Convert Central. I'm Sakina and I'm studying in Tuwasi Polytechnic. And I am Tara, just graduated from Madrasah Aljunid Alisamia. Welcome to the last mini-series of Season 2, Mental Health Matters. In Mental Health Matters, we will cover topics revolving around mental health and relapsing. We will be conducting a forum in the third episode with two Muslims discussing their mental health experiences. In today's episode, we will be discussing general mental health for everyone. Mental health is an issue that is very prevalent in today's society. Despite this, we often witness people struggling with these matters and are still not willing to seek professional help. Yes, this episode intends to cover the definition of mental health. Alongside that, we hope to address the misconceptions surrounding this matter and methods to help eventually overcome these struggles spiritually and still with the help of professionals. And to help us with this, we have two professionals who are experienced in the field of dealing with mental health. Sister Marilyn is trained in psychology and counselling. She works as a counsellor who is currently doing preventive work in a tertiary school. She was previously supporting people with mental health issues for their employment needs. She has over seven years of experience in the industry. This is her third appearance for our podcast. Yes, and we also have Brother Sufian. Hello, Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum, Salam. He was a former staff in uh, Dar Arkham. Brother Sufyan is trained in social work at the National University of Singapore. He is also trained in Monash University in counselling and family therapy at King's College, London. Yes, and he is also accredited and registered in Singapore. Brother Sufyan has had over 10 years of experience in this field. Yes, okay, so we will be moving on to the questions now. So, uh, Sister Marilyn and Brother Sufyan, thank you for taking your time to come and speak with us today uh, about this pressing matter. So, uh, throughout your years of experience in this field, you have probably encountered numerous incidences regarding mental illness and the struggles that come along with it. Uh, based on your professional experience, what is mental illness? Okay, I think I'll go first. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking at the SAMH website now. And uh, its definition of uh, mental illness is a disturbance of the mind that impairs the work, the way we think, feel and behave. So, it also affects our daily activities, meaning it can affect us in our schoolwork or maybe in our work life. And also, it affects the lives of family members because family members who are staying with us, they will also be affected if someone has a mental illness and uh, friends as well. So uh, it affects uh, different aspects of our life. So it's, a, it's uh, explained as the disturbance of the mind. Yeah, maybe Brother Sufyan has something else to add? Oh no, I think uh, that's, uh, I, I will concur with that. It's usually some uh, sort of, uh, it's, it's a bit problematic because uh, there's some uh, deviation from what we call the norm, but uh, if you were to ask uh, generally what, what the norm is for most people, I think it would differ from person to person as well. Uh, so that's where mental health is actually quite fascinating because um, it's very contextual 
uh, and what is normal in maybe one society or one culture may be slightly different in another and and there is a lot of uh, what we call clinical assessment so um I guess today through our conversation I hope that we will be able to understand a little bit more and not confuse everyone more. Although that was very uh, insightful. So now that we know more about uh, mental illness, um how do you think mental illnesses can affect someone uh in a, in a religious sense or um on for themselves or even on a social sense, mm. right? Okay. I can go first. So um from from my um experience of working with people who have mental health illness in the religious sense um sometimes i feel that uh, a person may have anxiety issues so um this may uh, result in uh, developing an obsessive compulsive disorder so they might have this um if uh thoughts in the mind that you know that they haven't done something and then they need to go and do it again an example would be like our udu that we do and things like that so um and maybe guso as well when we are doing guso then we don't know hey have we done this step again then it becomes kind of like um difficult for the person to do the prayers eventually so that's one way that it can uh, affect and uh, another um thing that i had experienced before is that um someone told me that uh when the person has mental illness they attributed it to a lot being displeased and that's why uh this is a punishment for the person and uh, the person has mental illness like why me that kind of um thought thinking and uh, it, it, it leads them to to distancing themselves from the religion so uh these are some of the uh experiences that i had maybe brother sufian has more to add yeah so um for i mean for myself because i i do uh, have experience in the medi- in the medical setting and i still do actually uh i'm working in a medical setting uh generally we use what's called a bpss approach to guide our understanding la so uh maybe some of the listeners out there may be familiar with this and bpss stands for biopsychosocial spiritual some people uh may also add uh, one more dimension which is ethical um and usually the impact on a person is uh, in these four uh, domains like the bpss domains Uh, so biologically, we'll see an impact with regards to maybe uh, in terms of neurology, in terms of health, uh, physiologically. So in terms of the body, uh, and then psychologically as well, in terms of uh, thinking, in terms of mood, uh, there'll be changes as well. Uh, then socially, uh, you know, mental illness is uh, very. Uh, very i would say is very hard and very tough for someone who experiences mental illness uh or any disturbance in in their mental well-being because it may affect social relationships lah uh withdrawal withdrawal social withdrawal sorry um and uh you know in terms of communication with people in terms of employment in terms of family uh and then spiritually also like what sister marilyn mentioned earlier on uh 
in terms of you know just being connected uh, with uh, the things around us in general. So whether it's you know for Muslims with uh, God, uh, with brothers and sisters, religion, or for anyone uh, as well, non-Muslims, you know, just in general. So it's feeling you know lost, confused uh, in life. Uh, so those are some of the impacts that can happen on, on someone when uh, someone experiences any disturbance in mental health. So I think that was a very insightful sharing. Like I didn't know that anxiety could actually lead to OCD, and like I also didn't know about the BPSS framework. So I think like we could benefit a lot from that sharing. So I would like to go back to the point that Brother Sufian made about uh, culture and context. So um. Huh. Mental illness, right, is such a broad topic because of, like, maybe because of this factor or any other factor, do you think people in the Muslim con- community hold any misinterpretations or misunderstanding about this topic at hand? Um, you know, this is something that, that I've uh, always been asked. It sounds like you're alluding to perhaps, you know, people not really thinking that it's mental illness and, you know, it let's say, for example, for Muslims, because we believe in the unseen and therefore there's all these spirit possession issues and disturbances and whether, you know, people still believe in, in these things, right? If I, if I am hearing that's so where the, the tension of the question is heading. Uh, uh, yes, uh, it does exist uh, that, that people still, uh, you know, sometimes when someone is... Uh, experiencing mental health issues that they, they will want to have a different, what we call a mental model, which means you can have a biological or psychological mental model in terms of understanding what is happening. And then we also have a spiritual mental model, which is, you know, you, you don't buy into, you know, the biological and the psychological issues or the, even the social issues of this mental illness. But uh, you believe that you know maybe someone has sent a spirit to possess uh, the other person and then therefore uh, he or she is behaving in this way and therefore the treatment is to go and to, uh, to seek a, a spiritual healer right uh, and, and this is this is still uh, prevalent in the community I wouldn't say a lot there's a lot of awareness about mental illness right now but it still exists lah. Thank you so much, Vaisifian. Uh, uh, Sister Marilyn, do you want to add anything to the point? I think I, I would say that it's not just the Muslim community. It's um, basically most people in general because uh, um, nobody would actually put a lot of attention into this particular area unless they themselves are being affected or the family is being affected. So um, even uh, NCSS, uh, did an interview and uh, they played this video about um, people having understanding about mm-hmm. mental health. So um, I, my own personal experience is that um, when students come and talk to me, sometimes they tell me that their parents, especially if you're asking about the Muslim one, the parents will just say, oh, you just need to go and pray, you know. So um, to me, probably... It lacks uh, understanding, like uh, why the person is going through this difficult time, and 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 perhaps it's more than just praying that can help the person. So um, definitely there is um, misunderstanding, but uh, it's not just 
Muslim, I would say it, it is uh, across. Yeah. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. I agree with those um, misunderstandings. Um, it, they really exist in the community. And um, if I could ask, how can these misconceptions affect um, people struggling with mental illness? These very misconceptions that we have in the society, how could it affect someone who is struggling with mental illness? Okay, so um, from... From my uh, conversation with uh, the people that I work with, so when somebody don't understand them, they definitely feel very down and they feel very alone. And uh, if it's the family, let's say uh, this person approached the mom and say, mom, uh, I'm going through this. And then the mom say, oh, you know, you need to go and pray and uh, and, and make dua. And then uh, the person just feel like, hey, you're not listening to me. And uh, it just puts the person off from wanting to share with them again. So this is um, <clears throat> my experience. There's a few, <laughs> few of these uh, encounters where, where um, the family is very um, staunch. And, and, and uh, when they talk to the student, when, when especially the student that I work with, they are, they are teenagers. So they are making sense of what's happening around them. And when uh, a mental illness just hits them, it's something that is, they feel very confused, like what is happening to me? How come I'm feeling this way? It's not something that I want, but it's just something that I'm, 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 I'm feeling right now. So, um, and feeling confused and not having this um, family member to talk to, then they, they, they feel lost. So, so that's why um, in the school that I work with, we do a lot of outreach program. We really want to, to reach out to students and let them know that there is help available. So do come and speak to the counselors and uh, talk to us. And um, it is important because uh, if not, most of the time, they, it's something that people feel shy to talk to parents about because nobody talk about this much. So people feel shy and scared and then they don't know what to do so they isolate themselves and then the more they isolate themselves and they try to 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 help themselves it, it, it may worsen the problem because uh, they, there is no way to talk to somebody about it so this is could be some of the the thing that i feel could be and then when it get the more serious one is that the person may feel so helpless that this thing just keep getting worse and the person may feel so helpless that they may have these thoughts of suicide. So this is uh, my encounter with uh, when someone is um, being misunderstood. I understand. Okay. Um, that's very sad to hear. And um, I hope that we can move past all these misconceptions also, inshallah. And uh, Brother Sufyan, do you have anything to add on? about the miscon how misconceptions can affect people struggling with mental illness? Uh, unfortunately, it also means that help is not uh, received earlier. Uh, and, uh, you know, if we look at uh, the number of years uh, that a person takes before seeking help, uh, something like OCD, for example, can take uh, roughly about 10 years before someone actually gets help for OCD from the first onset. Uh, to the actual intervention. Um, and, and there are different, uh, you know, research and has been done on this. Lah. 
and there are you know different uh, periods, time periods and durations for different uh, different sorts of illnesses and uh, issues before someone comes forward and gets help. Uh, so that's one of the impact. The other one is, of course, like if it becomes too unbearable, like what Sister Marilyn mentioned, then uh, yeah, uh, you know, suicidal ideation happens. Uh, sometimes uh, self harm happens as well, uh, and and yeah, that that is the impact, lah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, uh, there are other issues as well. Uh, for example, uh, school, if someone is attending school, work, uh, marriages uh, get affected as well, relationships in the family, uh, because uh, you know, it, it affects someone's uh, function, right? So, cannot concentrate, uh, cannot get out of the house. If you're talking about mood disorders like depression, for example, yeah, so very difficult to, to function and to get out and do things because of low mood. Yeah, or or even uh, getting uh, getting uh, on the wrong side of the law, uh, you know, because maybe uh, due to uh, the uh, illness, uh, which is not managed, and some of the behaviors uh, may cause uh, disturbance to others. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so that those are some of the impacts, lah. I think that was very uh, deep <laughs> and uh, I think we all can somewhat resonate with it. Yeah, I think um, so as you mentioned, these issues are very deeply, deeply rooted and these misconceptions are very widespread, not only in our own community, right? And personally, from what you guys have shared, I feel the impact of this stigma on the people struggling with mental health is somewhat detrimental and they can feel ostracized and even have uh, suicidal thoughts. So, um, so regarding this stigma, right? What are some advices you guys would like to give to our community on how to remove this so-called stigma revolving around mental illness? Okay, I'll go first. So, I think um, education is very important for for people to understand what is mental illness so i think like what brother sufian has mentioned about i mean it, um, sometimes it could be uh, demon possession uh, or sometimes it could really be mental illness so um i think there was one student came to me so i also said if you are seeing something and things like that maybe it's good to to also see it with us at the same time so that you know you you hear from both sides and uh, not to negate either and just um, to 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 go and understand more okay so um the aware the public um awareness has to the knowledge has to be given and and that's why um in my in the introduction that you all gave earlier i was previously working uh closely with people with mental health issues so mental health issues there's actually a very broad spectrum of uh, illnesses so it, it covers um, not just uh, anxiety or depression. There's things. There's other illnesses like bipolar and schizophrenia and uh, dementia as well. So um, there are different aspects to this mental health condition. So um, the more people know about uh, what are these illnesses, the more they are able to understand what the person is going through and. Uh, what they can do is, I mean, what we can all do is to just be kinder to people. Sometimes we really do not know um, 
what someone else is going through when they behave a certain way and things like that. So straight away, we see the bad behavior, but we do not know what's happening at home and things like that. And, and I'm saying this, not just for people, even sometimes, even as counselors, sometimes even before we know the full picture, we can also be judgmental. So we have to uh, mentally um, tell ourselves that, remind ourselves, you know, this is someone in front of us that is seeking help and and the least helpful thing to do is to be judgmental. So um, you have to put aside um, this judgment and um, listen to them. And, and um, especially for, for most of the time, people who struggle the most are those who are quiet and they isolate themselves. So, um, yeah, so that's why sometimes uh, in the school, we encourage uh, students to step up to, to, to be peer supporters and look out for one another and uh, reach out and talk to your friends, ask them how are you and things like that. So when you when you approach them and you, you, you show care and concern, then it, it encourages the person to speak up more about uh, what, what, what's the um, problem that they are facing. So, yeah. Okay, thank you, Sister Marilyn. Uh, Brother Sukhan, do you have anything to add? I absolutely agree. I think uh, it's very important that we don't dismiss early signs of mental illness or mental health issues um, because, uh, you know, usually... Okay, so the, the cause of uh, mental illness is multifactorial, which means it can come about from a variety of different triggers and stressors. Uh, more often uh, than not, it is through some change that we are experiencing in life and there is some difficulty in adjusting. Uh, so that, like I mentioned earlier, there is some context to it. Uh, and usually it will not come about as someone who is immediately, you know, or uh, suddenly have bipolar disorder or suddenly have uh, you know, schizophrenia, for example. I mean, usually it is a gradual process. Uh, something has happened along the way and there is some difficulty in managing it. And there will be some telltale signs. It's very, very rare that it, the signs have not been, been visible. It's just that people have not picked it up. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, maybe like what Sister Marilyn says, this person is, you know, just a very quiet person and all the while people thought that this person was a very quiet person but but then it was because you know he or she had some difficulty managing class for example growing up and then uh, nothing actually ever happened and finished school and then went on to work and then some major issue happened uh, you know uh, in during adulthood and then you know there was this uh, tsunami that came which was intolerable and and then you know, the, the mental health issues came about lah. so that's, that's just one example so I think it's important not to dismiss uh, when someone is uh, raising the alarm or rather showing signs of distress yeah and and not say that you know it's a sign of it's not a sign of weakness uh, it is most of the time it is not some demon possession uh I, I would say that from experience, uh, and uh, and for young persons, a lot of the time it's the family issue, and about adjustment in school, yeah. So, uh, and peers. So so 
yeah to, uh, so we should all you know look out for one another like sister marilyn say you know be kinder to each other okay, i agree with what both of you said and um inshallah um we can practice this um the points that we can take away from both of, uh, from what both of you said so um as you both previously mentioned these misinterpretations and misconceptions that exist in our society can actually negatively affect and impact people who are suffering from their mental illnesses and sometimes it can even stop them from seeking the necessary help that they need so do you think a person can overcome mental health issues on their own or how important is seeking help for someone who is struggling with these mental health illnesses i think that if it is someone who is very familiar with mental health issues and has read very widely and specifically has read what what i would call as self management uh strategies then uh this person may want to try overcome by himself or herself right uh but having said that having that level of self awareness also means that this person will also know he, this is something that is really serious and i am not able to self manage and i need to go forward and seek help but i do not believe that there are a lot of people who are able to do something like this so the first step would be to speak to a friend uh, and maybe this friend or this family member hopefully also is aware about mental health issues and then can give some advice on how to manage or speak to a professional like if you're in the school setting speak to the school counselor or pick up a hotline and have a discussion you know uh, or, or for young persons there's also the chat hotline run by IMH which is anonymous you know just call and and have a discussion and you know then that you know they they will they will be able to give the appropriate advice i fully agree with uh, brother sofian of i mean i i wouldn't negate the fact that, um there if you are really so focused into doing the research you 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 may find something that will be helpful to help uh, recover but um yeah like most of the situation we see is actually very very hard because mental illness is so complex and uh, something that brother sufian has uh, mentioned earlier is not suddenly somebody has this uh, ocd or somebody suddenly has schizophrenia is uh, developed over a period of time so you imagine if something that is developed over a period of time like maybe 10 years or or something like that it wouldn't just go away on its own through whatever that you're going to do within a short space of time so it's going to involve a fair bit of time and a lot of support would be very helpful for the recovery so um in imh uh, they say it takes a village so to to help a person recover from mental illness so there are many people involved it's not just this person and the psychiatrist uh it, it involves um other people as well sometimes there can be psychologists sometimes there's like be case worker med, uh msw medical social worker and um yeah so it, it involves the family members it involves friends then the 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 support they need would be um quite a few people would be good so that um the person uh will 
we'll find that hey, I'm not alone in this. And then there are peer supporters as well who 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 are very um, strong. I mean, how how what's the word to say? Who are very um, good to to help these people because um, the professionals like the psychiatrists, all this, didn't go through mental illness. So it's like, hey, you're just telling me this, 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 but it's like textbook <laughs> answers. But whereas somebody who recovered from mental illness and, and comes up to speak up and has this shared experience that, that makes it even uh, um, like, wow, recovery is possible. And it gives the person a lot of hope that if this person is able to, to go through so so much hardship and is able to get out of it and doing something to to advocate for mental health illness mental health so um yeah so why why can't i so the person will feel more inspired so actually um it takes a village to 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 um help this person to recover. So on its own, I wouldn't, on the person's doing it on its own, I wouldn't say that it's not possible, but it's just more difficult than um, with the support of uh, the others around. Yeah. If I can add, I, I, I know Sister Marilyn has brought in the, uh, this idea of, you know, the, a lot of people, the entire village helps. Uh, it's multidisciplinary, also involves peers, family members in supporting. And earlier on, I mentioned about, you know, mental health issues being multifactorial. So, you know, what, what this village will also do is to also identify how exactly we're going to help. And if, you know, let's say in this particular case, the support system is already very good. Everything has been tried. What's needed is medication, for example, right? So then that's where the, the focus might be. Uh, you know, if let's say, for example, this, so I'm, I'm going along with the metaphor of the village, right? So the village has had this discussion and everyone agrees that, you know, in this case, right, you know, medication will only help so much, uh, you know, and maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, it's counselling, but it's not for the person because the person is doing fine. It's actually for the parents or it's for the family or it's for the spouse or it's something else. Then, then the focus would then be on counselling for the family, for example. So, so this idea of the village is also to help identify for this particular person experiencing this particular challenge, then what's the best strategy to help? You know? So it mean, it, everyone's involved in that assessment, but uh, at the end, when it comes to the actual support, it may not take everyone uh, necessarily it may be just one two person it might just be the counselor and nothing else it could be a counselor it could be a you know it could be a psychologist it could be a psychiatrist and you know maybe no social workers uh something like that yeah so so yeah that, that's how uh, this village concept would, would, would work well. oh okay i think that village concept is very um yeah very yeah. interesting and very enlightening so um I think uh, Brother Sophia mentioned about uh, the medication, intake of medication. So that's actually uh, leading to our next question. So uh, do you guys have any advice on finding the balance between religious and more secular solutions such as intake of medications and therapy to help with mental illness? Yeah, yeah I saw this question. <laughs> My response to that question is, Taking medications and being religious are not uh, exact opposites. 
taking medications may be a very religious thing yeah so uh, you know uh, it it may not be uh, you know it may not be the case that you know if you if you choose to take medications means you believe any less in allah for example uh, this may be the antidote that allah has provided for for this person yeah so what's i think important is to have a very open discussion with whoever is helping to support uh in in medical language then or in healthcare then we just say the treatment team lah so it will be the doctor could be the psychologist you know the counselor so forth and having a discussion about that and and trying to understand okay uh where is this medication in the entire strategy of helping me to get better am i just going to be reliant on this medications or is there something else because if in in the treatment strategies for mental illness uh you know some in some instances medications are just what we call adjunct interventions uh counseling may also be uh, an adjunct intervention so in some cases counseling may not work uh you know and there's a heavier reliance on medication in some cases the medications are not going to help a lot uh they may help a bit but maybe to get this person in a state where counseling will then help further because you know maybe very very unstable so medications have, have a bit of stability so that this person can undergo counseling so so it is um um you know and and of course when you mention about religious religious city and more religious interventions this is where you know in the bpss that mentioned earlier on the last as spiritual uh, interventions uh you know having support from the spiritual community getting maybe you know if it is relevant to this person then you know getting back to uh maybe uh, what i would call a religious diet uh, that means you know doing the ibadah for example yeah and and then that would be also again an adjunct to the medication or to the counseling yeah so so that would be my my response lah yeah do whatever it takes because that is the religious thing to do yeah okay. sister rani do you have anything to add okay so um regarding the secular solutions like taking medication so what i would actually um share with um the people that i with is that um when you're taking medication um just be mindful of um the side effects because medication comes along with its side effects and um it's really for you to know yourself best and and be well informed so weigh the pros and cons if if it's um this medication that is um helping you in your maybe mood but then it's causing you to 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 um i don't know like um be be very um um what do you call it like um it's like sedate you so it puts you in a very um like you know you you just come numb um, a very numbing kind of feeling so or, or, or it could be other some other side effects so it's really for you to as the person who's going to take the medication you are to 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 look at it and and uh, to weigh it out and then discuss with the doctor and see what 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 would be most helpful so um the research usually shows that medication coupled with therapy talk therapy is the most helpful so um brother sofian says i fully agree with him that um 
sometimes um, the, the patient do, do require medication to, to, to be um, a little bit more clear-minded to, to have the talk therapy to take place. Sometimes if the person is like uh, having delusional thoughts, they, they don't think that they have med- uh, a mental health issues and, and perhaps it's a little bit more severe, then uh, even when somebody tries to do talk therapy, it, it, it may not be so um, helpful. So that's a particular then for the religious wise, I always, I mean, <laughs> as a convert, so uh, there is this, um, this um, I don't know how you call it, but everything is that you put Allah first. And then to me, it's like Allah comes first. So it, it, I mean, the five daily prayers really teach me that. And uh, so um, I think that according to what um Brother Sophia was sharing about the BPSS model, spirituality. Um, if it's not Islam, then sometimes I will ask the student, right? Like, um, what is the purpose of this life, right? Like, um, what is the purpose here? So if somebody goes through life without any purpose, it doesn't make sense for the person to hold on to, to something. So there's this book by uh, Viktor Frankl. He, he talks about the meaning of life and he's someone who, who went through the Holocaust and survived. And, and he wrote this book and, and he talks about the people that, he, he, that, sh- that were able to survive this very difficult, t- tough time during the con- the, their life in the concentration camp are those who has this purpose. It can be, it can be the the longing to see the family member, or it could be a, a, a piece of work that they really want to, to, to accomplish. So this spirituality aspect, not just in Islam, but, but having that purpose gives us something to, 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 to live for and to, to work hard towards too. So um, that even though we are having this difficulty that, that is obstructing us, we are able to try our best to um, rise above it and overcome it. So um, definitely spirituality plays a very important part. And um, so, yeah, I think the person um, has to somehow uh, be more well-informed about what's going on. Like if this person is going through uh, maybe anxiety, then find out a bit more information about what anxiety is. And, and there are a lot of um, free talks and somebody will be, and, and uh, there's this danger about internet, right? Sometimes people like to find information on the internet and, and not what everything that you find on the internet is going to be true. So do be careful if you, if you are uh, seeking information. Do talk to someone who, who, who who has a great knowledge in this field better because sometimes when people go on forum and they start talking among people and they might be mis- mis- misguided. So uh, it'd be wise to, 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 to learn from a known source and, and with this knowledge, then will you be able to make better decisions for, for yourself? Because um, we, we, in therapy work, we, my understanding is that the person is the best person to know what works best for themselves so they but first of all they need to gain some knowledge about what's going on before they can see what is good for them like just now i was mentioning about like uh, the medication what are the side effects and and whether you have to weigh the pros and cons and see whether 
this medication, you want to work with it and have a discussion with the psychiatrist. So you, it's about taking control of yourself and, and learning how to manage this and overcome this. And uh, yeah, so that's why um, working with, uh, with um, somebody who can help you will be very beneficial versus um, you having to learn all this by yourself. Uh, precisely what Sister Marilyn mentioned earlier on, right, that the internet can be such a wild place and, and it's very difficult to find proper sources, right? Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm going to pull a shameless plug here. So what I've been uh, trying to do is trying to develop a resource site uh, that pulls together these uh, references. So there are, I mean, I... I I don't underestimate, uh, especially Singaporeans are very, very connected and love to go on the internet and Google for stuff. Uh, but it's just that just, the information is just everywhere and it's a jungle and, and how, do you, how do you refer to credible sources? So, uh, so that's what I've been up to. I mean, to answer Brother uh, uh, Siddiq earlier on, to ask about what I've been up to. I've been trying to develop this resource site and it's actually called Singapore Mental Health Watch. So it's sgmentalhealthwatch.com uh, and trying to pull together resources on psychiatry. If, you know, because the information is a lot and uh, some, uh, for some, it's really a lot easier to just speak with a professional counsellor, doctor, you know, someone who is, has experience in mental health. And there are also, I've, I've also met my fair share of uh, family members and patients who just want to find out as much as they can about about what what is really out there, what the research says about mental illness, you know, uh, about medications, about modes of treatment, uh, about history of mental illness. So, with the resources that are available in Singapore and how to get those help. So, so that's that's what I've, uh, I would like to offer. Uh, if anyone's interested, it's still under uh, construction, but there's some information there people want to see. Okay, Alhamdulillah, thank you. Uh, yes, for just listening, please do head to uh, sgmentalhealthwatch.com. Yes, um, so that was actually our last question. And we would like to thank you, uh, Sister Marilyn and Brother Sufian, for joining us and sharing your insights, inshallah. Will be helpful for our listeners and um, yes. Barakallahu uh, fikum. And if anyone has any questions for Sister Marilyn and Brother Sufyan, please feel free to drop us a DM at Convert Central. Stay tuned for the rest of the series about relapsing on our for on our forum discussion. Okay, to end off, all good is from Allah and all bad is from ourselves. And we seek forgiveness for any shortcomings. Okay, so we will end this episode with Tasbih Kafara and Surah Al-Asr. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim wal-asr. Innal insana lafi khusr. Innal ladina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasur bilhaqqi wa tawasur bilsabur. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.